Welcome, everyone, to our broadcast today. Thank you for joining with me. I'm Jerry Savelle, and it is an honor and a pleasure to be able to come to you each and every week and share the Word of God with you that I've lived by for 50 years now, changed my life, and praise God, I know it will yours as well. I'm talking about the law of increase by association. We began this study last week. If you were not here or you were not available to watch it, then uh, I want to just refer to some of the things we talked about and then get on to some new material for this week's study. The law of increase by association. I learned this 50 years ago, and the Holy Spirit led me to Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. And I want to read that to you. If you have your Bibles, follow along with me. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Notice, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. That's what I was reading that day, 50 years ago, in my guest bedroom when I was first preparing for full-time ministry. And the Lord said, I want you to begin to refer to this as the law of increase by association. So I wrote that down on my notes. And then I began to uh, be led by the Spirit of God to go through the Bible and find out how this law works. And it was such an interesting study, and I've been talking about it, preaching about it for all these years now. And praise God, I might add, it's still working for me. And I believe, praise God, if you will begin to appropriate this principle, and just like I did, then it will work for you as well. So notice here, this association business works both in the negative and in the positive. In the positive, it says, if you walk with wise men, you'll be wise. In other words, if you walk with wise men, you will increase in wisdom. But then it says, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Uh, uh, another translation says it this way, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. That's the message translation. The Amplified Bible says, and this is funny, make friends with stupid people and you will be ruined. <laughs> Amen. I kind of like that. Don't hang around stupid people. Hang around wise people because uh, as Kenneth Hagin used to say, who you associate with, you will imbibe their spirit. In other words, you will absorb what's on them. You'll take it in and it'll be on you. So be careful about who you associate with. Now, once again, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Now, the word walketh here, as I mentioned on last week's broadcast, it doesn't mean just moving in a forward position. No, walketh here means to pursue a course of life. If you pursue the course of life that a wise man pursued, then you will increase in wisdom. If you will pursue a course of life that a prosperous man pursued, then you too will be prosperous. If you pursue a course of life that an anointed man pursued, then you will increase in the anointing. So once again, it's not just walking in a straight line. That's not what we're talking about. It's pursuing a course of life. Now that's exactly what I did. And I mentioned this last week and, and for the benefit of those of you that didn't see the program, I mentioned that there were four men in particular in the early days of my Christianity that I began to follow. I began to walk with. First of all was Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne. These four men became my mentors. Now, they had been living by faith uh, 
far longer than I had because I was just getting started. Now, Brother Copeland, he'd only been uh, living this way for two years when I first met him, but Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin and T.L. Osborne had been living this way for many, many years. And so they became my mentors. I began to observe their manner of life. And I began to pursue that same manner of life by reading their books and listening to their recorded materials, uh, watching Oral Roberts, particularly on television, and listening to what he said. And, and, and then immediately after the program was off, I'd turn to my wife, wife and I'd say, now we're going to do that. We're going to act on that. So I was pursuing a course of life. And the Bible says that if you pursue a course of life of a wise man, then you will be wise. So that's the law of increase by association. Now, let me say this to you. Uh, once again, the message translation on the negative side, it says, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. That's what's happened to a lot of people. They're following the wrong people. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There's nothing wrong with following certain individuals. You know, somebody said to me one time years ago, well, you know, you need to quit following Kenneth Copeland. I said, why? I mean, what he's doing is working. Why wouldn't I want to follow him? Well, there are other preachers. Uh, you, sh you should follow more preachers. I said, well, I am. I'm following Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne. That's four. How many do I need? These four it was working for. And so I began to follow them because I could see in their lives that they were inheriting the promises. Why? Because they were men of faith. They were men of consistency. They were men that did not waver. They did not uh, give up under pressure. And so I found in the Bible that God blesses people like that. God blesses persistence. He blesses consistency. He blesses diligence. Uh, people that give up under pressure, I'm not going to follow them. I, I was a quitter before I came to the Lord. I don't want to be a quitter after I come to the Lord. I found in the scripture it says, if you continue uh, in my word, then you will be my disciple indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So that little word continue. The first time I read that scripture in John chapter 8, it got as big as my Bible. It literally jumped out of the pages and into my heart. And the Holy Spirit said, son, you've always been a great starter, but you've never been a great finisher. And he said, if you don't develop the art of continuing, then you'll never be what I want you to be. And so I began to focus on continuing, not just starting, but continuing. And I came to this, this place in my life where I stood up, I turned to my wife and I said, quitting is no longer an option in my life. Now she'd seen me quit in the previous three years. She saw me always looking for the path of least resistance, but never again. I said, that'll never be a part of my lifestyle again. And so I made the decision that quitting was not an option. Now, where did I get the example? Because I saw it in Kenneth Copeland. I saw it in Oral Roberts. I saw it in T.L. Osborne. I saw it in Kenneth Hagin. You know, I, I later I got to know all these men and I preached with them and, and became partners with them. And, and I'd been in their homes. They'd been in my home. Uh, and, and I had a great relationship with them. And one of the things I noticed about each one of them, they just wouldn't quit. They wouldn't give up. If anybody had any right to give up, it would have been Oral Roberts. I don't know anybody in our generation 
that went through more adversity in his ministry than Oral Roberts. I mean, the press was on him constantly. I mean, people hated him. They had negative things to report about him all the time, most of which were lies. But yet he just kept on. He just kept on. I've, I've watched uh, people criticize Kenneth Hagin uh, for preaching faith. Sometimes they'd say, why, why don't you preach something else? And I like what Brother Hagin would always say. Well, when you learn this, we'll move on to something new. He just wouldn't quit. He wouldn't compromise. He wouldn't waver. That's the kind of people you need to follow. And I made my mind up and I, I, de I determined in my heart that that's the kind of person I'm going to be. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. You say, well, has there ever been any opportunities? Are you kidding me? There have been plenty of opportunities, uh, plenty of opportunities to say it's not working. Now, I'm not going to say that. Uh, plenty of opportunity to say, well, uh, I might as well just give up. I'm not going to give up. I know that God's on my side and I know that he's working behind the scenes. Even when I can't see what he's doing, I know he's working behind the scenes and I'm not going to give up. And praise God, that determination has, has been good for me because I have never been forsaken by God. Praise God. Every financial crisis that I've ever experienced, he's got me out of it. He's given me a major breakthrough. And praise God, I believe since he's already done it before, he will continue to do it in the future. And so I'm not going to give up. And you need to make that same decision. Now, where did I learn this? I learned it from following men who practice it themselves. And I saw the results in their life. I wanted those kind of results and I made the decision, I'm going to follow what they preach and I'm not going to follow somebody who's always giving up, always under pressure, always begging for money, always saying, you know, uh, uh, or changing the message, going with winds of doctrine instead of sticking with the Word of God. I am determined that I'm going to stay with the Word of God. I'm going to stay with the Word of faith. And here's the reason why. It worketh. Hallelujah. It just works. That's plain and simple. It just works. Now, let me get back. I, I get to preaching about this and I, uh, I get uh, uh, out on some uh, rabbit trails, Brother, Brother Hagin used to say. Now, listen to 1 Corinthians 15, 33 from the Amplified Bible. This is on the negative side of associating with the wrong kind of people. It says, evil companionships and associations corrupt good morals and character. You see, if you're following a ministry that doesn't have good character, doesn't have good morals, then if you keep following that ministry, you could fall the same way they fall. I've seen this happen so many times where uh, maybe a pastor um, began to get into sin. Uh, I know pastors that even have committed adultery and, uh, uh, and the associate pastor because they were so close to that pastor. And, and they were uh, in association with them. Eventually, the same thing would happen to that associate pastor or another member of the church. You need to be very careful about who you associate with. Don't associate with people that are always giving up. Don't associate with people that are always slipping into sin. Don't associate with people who are always compromising. Don't associate with people who are always trying to satisfy their flesh you know, looking for, you know, ways to get around the scriptures. No, follow people who have made a decision that they're going to not only preach the Word of God, but do the Word of God, live the Word of God, 
and they're going to do it for the rest of their lives. That will put you in good stead. Now, holding fast to the Word of faith and not changing and not following winds of doctrine is a must if you want to increase God's way. If you want to uh, experience God's best, then you need to stick with the things that the Bible says are good doctrine. Amen. That's what it says about the Word of faith. It's good doctrine. Now, people are saying, you know, today, a lot of preachers are saying today, well, that, that faith movement is over. That's not the message anymore. Well, somebody needs to tell God because he still thinks it's the message because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And I don't find anywhere in the Bible where it says for a season. It's a lifetime commitment. Live by faith. Follow those who set the example of living by faith. I've been living this way now for 50 years. And praise God, I find no reason why to change because it's still working. And many people, in fact, I didn't ask anybody to do this. I just preach the Word. I just live it before them. And there are thousands of people all over the world that are following my example. And they're getting the same results that I got by following these men that I mentioned earlier, following their example. So it's important. I'm going to say this again. I want you to write it down. It's important. Who you associate with has everything to do with how your life will turn out. I want you to say that with me. Who I associate with has everything to do with how my life turns out. Say it one more time. Who I associate with has everything to do with how my life turns out. Don't forget that, praise God. Now, let me go to uh, some examples in the Bible of increase by association. In Numbers chapter uh, 27, Numbers chapter 27, you'll see this in the life of Moses and Joshua. It says in verse uh, 18, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man to whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. And verse 20 says, And thou shalt put some of thine honor on him, upon him. And then it uh, goes on to say in verse 22, And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua and set his hands upon him before the congregation. And he said, and he laid his hands upon him and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Now notice Joshua is in association with Moses, you might say. And so he's followed the ministry of Moses. And now it's time for Moses to, to pass away. He's done everything that God's asked him to do. And now it's time for him to, to die. And now Joshua is going to take over and bring the children of Israel into the promised land. But notice Moses was told by God, lay your hands on Joshua so that something that's on you will come on him. And then if you look in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 34, Deuteronomy chapter 34, let me find it real quick. I'm breaking in a new Bible and the pages are still sticking. Deuteronomy chapter 34, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him as they did unto Moses. So notice, this was increased by association. 
Moses laid his hands on Joshua, and Joshua wound up with the same spirit of honor, the same spirit of wisdom, the same spirit of authority that was on Moses. It was increased by association. Now, you can see the same principle with Elijah and Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah finds this young man by the name of Elijah, and he throws his mantle on him and says, follow me. And so Elijah did so. And the message translation says, I'll follow you. And he said, and you'll become my right-hand man. There began an association. And then in 2 Kings chapter 9, uh, or 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 15, when it was time for Elijah to be taken up, uh, uh, I'm getting the stories all running together. Elijah said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And so Elijah said, well, you've asked for a hard thing, but if you see me go up when I'm taken away, then it shall be. And of course, you know the story when uh, Elijah was taken up, his mantle fell to the ground. Elijah saw it and he went over and picked it up and put it on. And then he said, and where is the God of Elijah? And the same miracles that began to happen that had happened in Elijah's ministry started happening in Elijah's ministry. It was increased by association. And those that uh, observed this, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elijah. So once again, increase by association. You'll find the same thing happening in the story in the uh, Genesis chapter 30 with Laban and Jacob. And here's what Laban said. Uh, or Joshua, I've got all these stories running together. Jacob said unto Laban, he said, for it was little which thou had before I came and it's now increased into a multitude and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. In other words, Jacob is saying to Laban, you didn't have very much until you met me. But the moment that God brought me into your life, you have increased. Notice it was increased by association. So you can see that this principle not only worked in the Old Testament, but it worked in the New Testament as well. The Apostle Paul, uh, he had a son in the Lord referred to as Timothy. And that same spirit that was on Timothy, uh, the same spirit that was on Paul came on Timothy. And he said, you have become a partaker of my grace. And not only that, but he said the same thing to the church in Philippi where they had entered into partnership or association with him. And Paul wrote a letter to them and said, you are now partakers of my grace. In other words, the same spirit of grace, the same spirit of favor, the same spirit for miracles and breakthroughs that is on my ministry has now come on you. It's increased by association. It's a principle. It's a spiritual law that is all over the Bible. And the good thing is it still works today. You know, when I entered into relationship with Kenneth Copeland, that same spirit of increase that's on his ministry is on my ministry. When I entered into relationship or association with Kenneth Hagin's ministry, that same spirit of faith that was on Brother Hagin is on this ministry. And when I entered into association with Brother Oral Roberts, that same spirit of, of miracles and, and, and healings and deliverances that was on his ministry is on my ministry. And praise God, when I entered into association with Brother T.L. Osborne, that same spirit of evangelism that was on his ministry is on my ministry, praise God. 
And when you enter into association with my ministry, the same grace that's on me will come on you. And the greatest grace that is on my life and on this ministry is the grace of favor, the favor of God. You become a partaker of that same favor. The favor of God has followed me every day of my life for the last 50 years. The favor of God has opened doors that no man can shut. The favor of God has changed rules and regulations and policies for me. It's absolutely marvelous. And the favor of God is on my life in such a profound way that I'm referred to all over the world as Mr. Favor or Dr. Favor. They see the favor of God. And praise God, those that enter into association with our ministry, then that same spirit of favor comes on them. I've got testimony after testimony where people have declared and said it boldly. Brother Jerry, when I entered into partnership with your ministry, the same favor that's on you has come on me. And they have begun to tell me testimonies that I'm telling you are astounding. God is no respecter of persons. Now, it won't come on you just because you heard me talk about it. Remember, walketh means to pursue a course of life. If you walk in the same pursuit of life that I have by being a doer of the word, not wavering, not compromising, not quitting, that's my lifestyle. If you enter into that same pursuit of lifestyle, then the same blessings will come on you. The same favor will come on you. The same breakthroughs will come on your life. And so I want to encourage you, prayerfully consider about entering into an association with this ministry because I know that it will bring great benefit to you. It'll be a blessing to our ministry, but it'll bring great benefit to you as well. Once again, I have testimonies from people all over the world who could sit down and tell you some of the greatest stories of increase that they've experienced and favor that they've experienced. And they testified to the fact that it all began when they entered into an association with this ministry. Now, not just my ministry, but you pray. You need to be associated with ministries that have taught you the Word of God, taught you how to live by faith. If it's Kenneth Copeland, partner with his ministry. If it's uh, the, the Oral Roberts ministry, his son Richard still carries on that ministry, partner with them. I'm still a partner with these ministries, even though three out of four of these men have already gone to heaven, but I'm still blessing their ministries. I'm still partnering with their ministries and I'm still experiencing the same increase by association. So prayerfully consider becoming a partner with this ministry. If you'd like to know more about it, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org. Ask about partnership. All the information is there. And I'm telling you, you won't regret it. You'll be thrilled. And I'm not saying that all this is going to happen to you in one night. No, it's a process. But if you'll stick with it, then praise God, your life will never be the same. You know, I, I have a, a man that, that is a son in the Lord to me. And uh, uh, he told me one time when he first entered into association with our ministry, he was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And he said, but I kept listening to your teachings. I kept coming to the meetings. He eventually came to our Bible school and, and he kept listening to everything that I taught. He kept applying it, he and his family. And he said to me one day, he said, I just want you to know, praise God, when I first came across your ministry, I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Today, I'm debt free and I attribute it 
to the partnership that I entered into with your ministry and begin to follow and pursue your course of life. Well, it'll work for anybody that'll put it to work. So prayerfully consider about becoming a partner with this ministry. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray over every person that's heard this teaching today, has been listening, and I pray in Jesus' name that it will lodge deeply in their hearts. And regardless of whether or not they partner with our ministry, show them and, and reveal to them the importance of partnering with some ministry that has been instrumental in bringing the word of faith to them and having an impact in their lives. So you pray in Jesus' name about who you ought to partner with. And if it's this ministry, we certainly appreciate it. We welcome it. And we're going to be praying for you to experience the same spirit of favor, a partaker of my grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you. And uh, I want you to watch this uh, message now about some resources that we have for you, an uh, increased package that I know will be a blessing to your life. Do you know that God's plan for you is increase? In the anointed teaching, Increase by Association, Jerry Savelle shares that increase is contagious and primarily comes through association. If you surround yourself with godly people who think and dream big, that same anointing will come on you. Who you associate with has everything to do with your destiny. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 22:31, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. In the powerful book and three CD series, Increase God's Way, Jerry Savelle teaches that increase is your covenant right. Learn to separate truth from deception and that increase is on the mind of God. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Increase package, including Increase by Association and the book and CD series, Increase God's Way. You can start living in increase and walking in the blessing of God today. I really appreciate you tuning in today and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the Word of God with you that I believe if you'll put it to work in your life, it will change your life. You're going to be so thrilled with what God will do for you if you become a doer of the Word. Now, let me close this session out with some things uh, that I want to read to you from Philippians chapter 4. When you read Philippians, consider it because it really is a partner letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi, which were his partners. They, and he mentions it in here, that they had communicated with him through offerings from time to time. And so he's commending them for that. And then he says in uh, Philippians 4:19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This was written to his partners. Now, verse 17 is what I really wanted to show you. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. He's talking about their offerings. He's saying, I'm not, I'm not looking for a gift from you. That's not my purpose. He says, what I want is fruit that may abound to your account. Now listen to the message translation. Not because I'm looking for handouts, but I do want you to experience the blessing that issues from generosity. His, his primary goal for writing this partner letter was to let them know I'm not begging you for money. I appreciate your support, but what I'm really interested in is fruit that may abound to your account. In other words, I'm, I'm interested in you experiencing your harvest. 
That's the reason why the Apostle Paul mentioned how important partnership was. Not because he's looking for a handout, but he wanted them to experience the blessing of harvest. That's what I want for you. So prayerfully consider becoming a partner with our ministry. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.